Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuhu. Welcome to the first episode of Chronicles of the Crescent. This is the Ramadan Blitz, where each day I go through a different story taken from great works of Islamic civilization. This first story is from Nizam al-Mulk's Siyasat Nama. Nizam al-Mulk was a Seljuk vizier who died in 485 Hijri, that's 1092 AD. He served under Alp Arslan and Malik Shah. He essentially ran the empire for a while. He's famous for founding the Nizamiya Madrasa in Baghdad, which affected Madrasa curriculum around the Muslim world. And he also wrote this work, the Siyasat Nama in Arabic, the Surul Muluk, which is often compared to Machiavelli's The Prince. Whereas Machiavelli is concerned with fear as a tool for governance, Nizam al-Mulk in this work is concerned with inculcating justice in rulers. He in fact tells stories over and over again in the work, believing that these stories will shape a ruler. This idea of tarbiyah is important to governance. Nizam al-Mulk is also very well known for how he died. He was assassinated by the Hashashin. Now for our story. It was during the time of the Caliph Al-Mu'tasim. There was an emir in Baghdad who had a need for 600 dinars. So he asks his steward how he can get this money. And the steward suggests that he asks for this money from a merchant in the bazaar. This merchant has 600 dinars that he uses for his trade. But the steward advises him, don't ask the merchant outright. Invite him over give him some food, treat him very kindly. And then when he's about to leave, just tell him that you're in some sort of financial difficulty and out of kindness, he'll give it to you and you can pay him back. Now the emir is a bit more devious than this. He invites the merchant over, he treats him so kindly. And then he tells the merchant, you know, I have a lot of wealth, but I'm in need of about a thousand or two thousand dinars. And I have all these friends I can ask for this money, but... I like you, I want to be better friends with you. Why don't you give me this money? Now the merchant tells him, you know, I, I don't have that kind of money. All I have is 600 dinars to my name, that's it. And I use that for my daily trade. The emir asks, well, why don't you give me that? You know, I'll give you back 700 dinars. The merchant says, all right, I trust you. You're the emir, you're a great man, of course. And so they sign an agreement. I'll give you back the money when the harvest comes, Namir tells him. Now the deadline comes, and it passes, and it's about 10 days later. Now the merchant thinks maybe the emir's forgotten. So he goes to the emir's house, his mansion, he visits him, he speaks kindly to him. He doesn't bring up why he's there. He thinks the emir's such a great man, he'll remember himself. I don't want to shame him by reminding him. The emir doesn't bring up the money. The merchant keeps doing this over and over again. He keeps visiting him and still the emir hasn't given him anything. So after two months, he writes down what the problem is. You know, I gave you this money. You told me you'd give this money back. Please, I'm in, I'm in financial need right now. The emir says, oh, you know, I don't worry. I haven't forgotten. I'll send it just any day now. Days pass and he still hasn't sent it. Months passed and the merchant keeps asking and asking. He's destitute now. And still he's not getting his money. 
He goes to different officials in the city and he asks them to ask this emir for his money back. And still, the emir isn't giving him the money back. He goes to the Sharia court and the emir refuses to attend. He's asked everyone but the caliph at this point. A year passes, a year and a half passes. Still no answer, still no money. He's willing to get back less than he originally gave. He tells the emir this, but still nothing. Finally, he goes to the masjid. No one can help me, only Allah Ta'ala can help me. And he prays, Ya Allah, I'm in need. Only you can aid me. I don't know what to do. Now there's this dervish dressed in shabby clothing sitting in the masjid who hears him. What, what's your problem? What's, what's going on? What's harming you? You know, this is between me and Allah Ta'ala. Only Allah Ta'ala can help me. The dervish tells him, Don't you know a saying of the wise? When you have a pain, tell even the humblest of people because you don't know who might have the cure? There's no harm in telling me. This is the house of Allah Ta'ala. Maybe this is the answer. And so the merchant tells him what the problem is. I loaned this money to this emir. I was supposed to get it back, but you know nothing has happened. It's been a year and a half. I know exactly what you should do, the dervish tells him. Leave this masjid. It's a different masjid in this neighborhood. There's a minaret at its side. You'll recognize it. Behind this masjid, there's a small, dinky shop. And in this shop, there's an old man who you'll see weaving. He's a tailor. He'll have his two apprentices with him. Tell him what your problem is, and you'll get this money back right away. This is probably a trick. You know, this, this is, you know, crazy man in the masjid. I have no idea, but what do I have to lose? The merchant goes, finds this masjid, finds a tailor shop. He enters and he sits down and the tailor asks him what's wrong, what's going on. And so he tells the tailor the whole story. I, this money was taken from me. I don't know what to do. I've asked everyone but the caliph himself to help me. I don't even know why I'm telling you, but this is what happened. The tailor says, don't worry, be calm. He'll get you money back today. He tells one of his apprentices, go to the house of the Samir. Tell him who you are. Tell him that you're my apprentice. Say that I'm concerned about this issue and I want it dealt with. The apprentice leaves. The man is kind of shocked right now. The merchant's shocked. So Taylor's going to send his apprentice. That's going to change things. Like, what is this craziness? The apprentice comes back. The emir received me very warmly. He's very, very sorry. He's going to come today and deal with it. And shortly afterwards, the emir himself with an entourage, came to the tailor's house. And he gives the money directly to the merchant. He apologizes. I'm so sorry. I did. You know, it was my steward. My steward delayed me. I meant to give this to you a long time ago. Please forgive me. Here's 500 dinars. And tomorrow, I'll give you 200 dinars. And he goes and he kisses the old tailor's wrinkled hands. And then he leaves. Now the merchant is shocked. His money is back. And he tries to give a hundred dinars to the tailor. You helped me when no one else could help me. All these officials couldn't do anything. But you did. Please take this. And the tailor becomes very angry. You think I want your money? You think I want to oppress by taking wealth from people to do these sorts of things like this Amir did? No. Just get your money back tomorrow and let me know if you get it back. Let me know that everything goes okay. Please. And so the next day comes and the merchant is invited to the emir's house, his mansion. 
He goes and the emir receives him very warmly. He gives him a robe of honor and he gives back 200 dinars. And he tells him, he basically begs him, please go back to the tailor today, please, and tell him that I fulfilled your right, I gave everything back, and that I'm so deeply sorry, it was my steward's fault. Now, do this, the man says, you know, I was planning to go back to the tailor anyways. So the merchant goes back to the tailor. He shows him the 200 dinars. Without you, this wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have gotten it back. But please, just tell me, why did he listen to you? He didn't listen to any of these people, but he listened to you. Why? Don't you know the story of me and the caliph? The tailor says. No, no I've, I've never heard it, the merchant says. Well, some time ago, it was after the Asr prayer. There's this emir that used to live in this neighborhood. He was drunk and he was grabbing this woman and she was screaming, she was crying out. He's taking me, he's trying to violate me. Please, someone help me. Please, someone help me. Don't let him do this. My husband says that if I'm not home at night, that he'll divorce me. Don't leave me destitute. Please, don't let him touch me. The people were powerless. I went and I yelled. Tried to raise some noise. Nothing happened. Amir dragged her into his house behind gated walls. I went and I couldn't stop thinking about this. I gathered the elders of the neighborhood. We got together a group. We banged on the walls. Let her out. Let her out. What is the state of the ummah? What is the state of this land? What is the state of Islam when we let a woman be treated like this? The emir sends his soldiers out and they beat us up. We're left bloody. I go home shaking. So after the evening prayer, this woman has probably already been hurt. But she needs to get home. I don't want her husband to repudiate her. I don't want her to be, just be left out with nothing. I have to do something. It's midnight. I think, you know, the emir was drunk. And drunk people don't always know what time it is. So if I call the adhan at the masjid, maybe he'll think it's morning and he'll let the woman go. And then I can go and take the woman and make sure she gets back to her home safely. And so I go, it's midnight, and I call the adhan. And it just so happens that the caliph was awake at this time. This is the only major sound in the city at this hour of the night. He could hear the adhan, and he was furious. How can someone call the adhan at this time? People will think it's morning, they'll get out of their homes, they'll be disturbed. Go find out who did this, he tells the servant. So the servant comes, and he finds me. And he brings me to the caliph. What have you done? done, the servant says. If I've done something wrong, then I deserve to be punished, but this needed to happen. The caliph should have been here. So I go into the caliph's presence, and I explained why I called the adhan, how I was trying to get this woman out. The caliph is so angry, not at me, but at this emir. How can this injustice happen on his watch? He tells his servants to go Break down the wall of this emir's home. Take this emir out. Take this woman and get her home and tell her husband not to hurt her, not to repudiate her and scold him. Tell him that he should take better care of her. He should watch out for her and have this emir brought back to me. And so I'm still with the caliph and the emir is brought back to him. And he orders that this emir be put in a sack 
and this sack is dragged to the ground with the emir in it, and it's shaking, it's squirming, and he has two of his servants take these maces, these big bats, and they beat the sack over and over and over again until all the bones of this emir are broken. And then the caliph says, take this sack and toss it into the Tigris. This is what happens to people who oppress. This is what happens to people who hurt women like this. And I see this. The caliph says, you know, an injustice happened and I didn't know about it. Someone abused their power like this. I don't want it to be said that this can happen. I don't want to have another occurrence like this. You watch out. Be aware, if ever in your neighborhood, anywhere in the city, you see one of my people, one person in power abusing what they have, hurting the people, call the adhan like you did today, and I will deal with them. And so I went back. And that's why this emir who took your money was so scared. That's why he listened. Because he knew that I might call the adhan at night if he did not.